Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Yetta, I just feel like laying down on the couch. Welcome to another episode of Life's Inside Track. We're excited to welcome you. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. <laughs> and we were excited. I'm excited because we get to share techniques, thoughts, tips, tools, and even some truths about Ken being tired and wanting to lay down on the couch that we all need. We all deserve. You, I, everyone, to turn our house into home where our families thrive and we live the best life Possible. Well, it's true. Sometimes I just feel like I've got no energy left. No, no nothing, you can't even talk Nothing right. left to give. Nothing. Nothing. I'm sold out, spent, tired. I just want to veg in front of a movie with my feet up. I got it. So on this episode, what you're going to learn, what we're going to get to reinforce together is a few seemingly pretty insignificant things. And you might say, yeah, them are not seemingly insignificant. Them are significant to me. I'm going to propose that according to the rest of life, according to the 1,440 minutes that we have every single day, it's seemingly insignificant little tiny shifts that we've made that we continue to make sometimes to make the difference. Recommit to. Recommit to. Yeah, recommit, I think, is the right word, where we can actually have the energy left to do the things that are important to us. Yeah, like energy to go out dancing with you. That's fun, right? Or energy to go see the grandkids. Energy to just to live life, to have friends over to, you know, play cards out back or sit around a campfire. Or to help serve clients. Yeah, that's Well, you too. know, it's interesting, the work. Have you ever noticed that the work, there was a time where we always, and we still do, but there was a time where our energy was depleted after we did the work that was required. After we did the serving that was required, then we got to the point where we had nothing left and all that we wanted to do at the end of the day was veg on the couch or veg in front of the TV or a movie. We don't really watch TV shows, but we do watch movies. And so nothing left for each other either. Right. Nothing left for mm. each other. And we have a tendency to give where we have to give. Like, have you ever noticed that you may even find yourself having significant enough energy for those things that are outside of yourself, that are outside of the four walls of your home, and yet once you get into your home, you're depleted and you bring not the best of yourself home. You kind of bring the leftovers, the worst of yourself. Right. So I guess this, this topic is really about mm. having enough vitality that when you're done what you need to do for the day, you've done what you need to clean, you're done what you need to serve, you're done preparing food, you're done everything you need to do, wouldn't it be great, and isn't it great to have leftover energy? Wouldn't it be great to go to bed with leftover energy? And there's, it would be, and often it is. 
right? Often I'm not sped. Now, most of the day, by the time it's bedtime, I want to be able to go to sleep quick. I don't want to still be bouncing off the walls. I know you've never seen me bounce, right? Anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't bounce. No. Anyway, at the end of the day, it's good to feel like. float. Float. Yep. Feel like you've had a full day, that you've done what you needed to do. And so the inside tips that we're going to give you is what does it take to actually have enough energy left at the end of the day? And when we tell you the one that we believe is the most poignant, yes, start your day right. We start our day in the tranquility room so that we've started off on the right foot before we begin moving through the day and serving. So that isn't really the point of this particular show. And yet without that, the rest of what we're going to talk about would kind of be pointless. Yeah. And I think, I think some of the secrets are that it's we want to put it into our calendar. We want to set a reminder. We want to make it easy. Like if we're going to go for a walk, we're going to put our running shoes out in the morning because we know when we come home, we're going to go for a walk after dinner or before dinner or whatever it is. And it's, it's that thing of where I don't feel like doing it. But if it's my discipline, it's what I do, then it will happen. Right. Don't Even. allow your feelings to dictate what you do in any particular day. Ooh. Number one, don't let your feelings dictate what you're actually going to do in terms of movement. Because when you get into movement, when you get into exercise, when you get into stretching, when you get into taking control of your physical body, everything changes. Like I used to say, if I'm exerting energy, how can I have more energy left over when I've spent more energy? And yet so many of those things give more energy than they take in the big Picture. It's just kind of weird, right? Like you're going to go walk for 30 minutes or you're going to exercise for 30 minutes. And suddenly at the end of that time, I've got more energy than when I started because I got into movement, started the, the furnace going, the workings. I don't know what you call it, but your metabolism is running. You can eat more food. That's also kind oh, of I like cool. That. That's why I used to play so much sports was because I could eat whatever I wanted. Right. So. <laughs> Laying out, so the other thing Ken said, which I want to highlight, because if you didn't get it, you might want to write this one down until it becomes habitual behavior. Set your life up with the reminders that cause you to take the action that you want to take, even when you don't feel like it. Right. So, so for, putting for, the running shoes yes. at the door. And sometimes that's not even enough for me. Sometimes what I need to do, it's still not enough. These are good things, though. They're good things. But for me, sometimes what I need to do is I need to hire an accountability person. I need to hire a coach. Or like one of the things we do is we do eccentrics together with Virginia. Um, Sustainable Sustainable Wellness Wellness Now. And we do that in the morning, a couple mornings a week. We, We stretch and move for half an hour. It's very unique, very... Sometimes it's trying to stretch the way I'm supposed to stretch, but I feel better afterward. I feel more fluid, more ability and energy and strength to be able to do the things I need to do in my day. 
And, you know, I used to say, well, if you hate doing exercise, then why do it? Because it's going to lengthen your life by five years, but you're going to spend those five years exercising, which you hate to do. But really what it's about is vitality. And when I get to a, an older age, you know, even, even I'm close, yeah. Even my age, there's some people that can't do what I can do because they haven't remained active. You lose flexibility when you're not active. Um, you know, being able to get up and down off the ground or out of a seat or even, you know, being able to bend over to clip my own toenails. Like these are the little things in life. They seem insignificant. Until you are, can't do it. Right. And you it, have to have someone else care for you. That's not a fun place to be. So the last thing I want to leave you with, because if I don't say this one, I will feel so remiss. Okay, go. And that is find stuff that you like the most. Even if you don't love exercise, find your favorite things that you like. You don't have to do the ones that Ken Decker likes. You don't have to do the ones that I like. You find the things that bring you the most joy in that area that give you the results that you're looking for. Then you're not losing life. You're getting life and gifting yourself life. Mm, yeah, some people dance for exercise because they love dancing. So. Who knows, right? Mm -hmm. So here's here's the thing that Jean Turney says. She, she, he, she, he. Jean's one of those words that could go okay. either way. Okay. okay. To enjoy the glow of good health, you must exercise. Some days I feel fully alive, and some days I feel half alive. Hi, we've created for you access to over 503 episodes of Life's Inside Track. That's a lot. It is a lot, isn't it? Like, <laughs> And they're free access. Like, You don't even have to pay for them. And they're hopefully resources that actually bring you life and cause you to feel fully alive rather than half alive. Yeah. Right? And you get access to them from your home, office, or on the go. Just don't write notes when you're on the go. Go back and listen and know that they're on YouTube so you can actually watch them or listen to them as many times as you want. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So are you aware of what the difference is? I think that's the first question. When you say fully alive, you said it with a lot of energy, which I loved. Uh -huh. And when you said half alive, you sounded like you were half dead. Yeah, it no. feels like when you're in the hospital, you know, when, my, when I had sepsis and I had that blood infection and I was like half alive. And they right. hook up the IV and like boost my stuff and antibodies and whatever. And suddenly I start to feel alive again. And what I've found is interesting is the seemingly insignificant changes in my food intake. Food, and can I add the word water? Okay. Food and water, like the things you consume. Yeah, the, the things, things I consume, you put in your body. When I really pay attention, when I really are in tune with my energy level, my mood, my feelings, my ability to think, my clarity. It's related to food and water. Wow, right? And so on this episode, what you're going to learn is a few ways or ways in which you can start to pay attention to whether you actually are fully alive or whether you're half alive. Because so often the challenge is we don't even notice that things have shifted. 
Mm-hmm. We don't even notice that we've moved. So one of our really good friends just the other day put a post up, which was actually kind of shocking. And what had happened was he he drinks lots of water, he eats healthy food, he exercises well. And then for periods of time, he forgets to be fully alive and be giving himself the food that nourishes or the water that nourishes. And on this particular day, all of a sudden, he had a mammoth growth on the side of his face. Yes, he went to eat a salad. But you'd think a salad would be healthy for you, right? Right. And suddenly his face all swelled up on the side of his jaw. Lumpy and bumpy and like scary. And now the good news is it wasn't overly painful, although it looked painful. And so he thought, I'm allergic to something. I must have eaten something in the salad that in the salad. me to but react. There was nothing in the salad that caused him distress. So he figured that they would be of concern. So he decided right. to go to the hospital. Went to the hospital because this growth was quite large and deformed his face a lot. And guess what the doctor said? You are simply dehydrated. You haven't had enough water today, have you? And dehydrating caused a lump on the side of his face? Right. And so we don't know. How? How is that possible, Yetta? How? Inquiring minds want to know. How is that possible? Well, what I can tell you is he drank some water, rehydrated himself, and it went away as quickly as it had appeared. Mm, It was a blocked um gland that puts in the digestive things in your mouth your saliva that's the word it was a saliva block that and so it duct duct and so it wouldn't come out so it swelled up his because the chewing started the production of it but because he was dehydrated that that duct was clogged and small or whatever right so this is like real sometimes i think when we talk about this and we talk about this a lot like are you eating live food or are you eating dead food what pretty much everything i eat is dead before i eat it it's i don't go out and like eat something that's alive what are you talking about so what i'm talking about is food that lasts forever in the cupboard yeah isn't that that's kind of never goes bad yeah but that's dead food like that might sound like a good theory, yeah. but if I take some lettuce or I take some cilantro or I take some spinach out of my garden or out of the grocery store and I put it in the fridge, it's alive for a very short period of time unless I consume it. Right. So it's alive and full of goodness and richness mm-hmm. versus the crunchy bar or the ice cream <laughs> sandwiches. Bar. Ice cream sandwiches. Lasts for a long time in the freezer. They do. But they don't last very long if you put them on the counter. That's only because they melt. But the cookie that's on there lasts forever. So (laughs) dead food is in reference to things that will last forever. So like the white bread, those buns or whatever for that you can sit on the counter for three weeks and it Mm -hmm. still doesn't have mold on it. If it goes. Probably not bad. Right. If it goes bad quickly, it's probably good for you. And if it goes bad slowly or doesn't go bad at all, it's probably bad for you. I see. That's a nice, easy rule of thumb. Mm, And the water gig, I can't overemphasize enough. I know immediately when I'm a little bit dehydrated because I get a headache. Mm, I do too. And or I can't make a decision. That's when I haven't eaten. 
or I haven't drank enough. I can't make a or decision. Or you haven't eaten I don't good have food. Any clarity. Yes, and I've noticed that if I like eat something deep fried, yeah, then my vitality, my energy is zonked for maybe three, four hours. So watching your energy levels, we said we'd give you some insider things to look out for, for awareness, because the big gig with this stuff is we don't even notice most of the time when we move from fully alive to half alive. Yeah, because and sometimes we're just lethargic and we're that way all the time. We've lost our vitality because we're just eating junk. We're eating sugars and carbohydrates that aren't alive and that's fueling us, but not well and so we get used to the way we feel and it takes a a kickstart like one of the things i do is generally you and i will cleanse one day a week we put it in our calendar this week we didn't do it by the way but sometimes but pretty much regularly we'll take a day and we don't eat and we don't eat for like 36 hours or 24 or whatever the situation is i like to go a little longer i know you like to go 48 but it, or 56. It, sometimes 56. It gives our body a break. And what I love is it actually shrinks my stomach a little bit. And then I eat smaller portions. And I eat more often after a cleanse day. Right. So if you notice that your clarity is disappearing or that you're a little testy. Because hangry comes out to play <laughs> when good food isn't consumed or when there's not enough water. Or if you're, like, I sometimes force dehydration, which I know sounds like a really bad news, you but do? I do. Why I do, do it. Force <clears throat> oh, I know why. Because COVID, there's no bathrooms available, and you go out and show properties for hours and hours and hours, and you can't use a washroom. Right. And so on those days, I force dehydration, and yet when I get back... I know I'm not functioning as well. So my challenge for you, our challenge for you, is to actually start to keep a little bit of diary for just two mm-hmm. weeks. Just two weeks of how you feel every day and, and then note what you ate and what you drank. Like in a, in a Coke, like all liquids are not created equal. A Coke or a coffee or even a tea or even a kombucha is not water. Now, some theories say that they are. However, track what you've eat, track what you've drank, and I would even so track what you did and then compare it to how you felt. So the diary includes how you're showing up in the world, half alive or fully alive. If I exercise, eat well, drink my water, will my brain be healthy, wealthy, and wise? How can a brain be wealthy? Wealthy in thought, wealthy in action, wealthy in how it engages in the world. That's wealthy. Okay, I'll let you away with that one. Good yeah. answer. Good answer. Good answer. Well, I have a good answer for anything that's going to come out of my mouth. So we have created for over 30 years insight into how to live wealthy, healthy, and wise lives, both in real estate <laughs> and in life in general. And so we're excited that we get to share that with you and that you partner with us on the journey. So thank you for that. Yes. And the answer to the question. The answer to my question is not necessarily. Even what? if you eat well and exercise doesn't mean your brain is I going to be healthy water? and you drink enough water does not mean And I you sleep will... enough? Hmm. 
Those are all good things. They're great They're things. They're all elements of the five. You and, gave four things right there. And what I know is there was a time in my life when those things weren't true. There was a time when I was a bit reckless with the food that I put in my mouth. Reckless with the amount of sleep you took? Reckless with the amount of sleep I chose. Reckless with the amount of water I drank. And incredibly reckless with the amount of exercise I didn't do. And my brain didn't work near as wealthy and wealthy and wise as it does now. So why are those not enough? Like I knew you were going to say to me, I knew, didn't you know he was going to say to me? Cause I like, I'm doing all the other things, right? So I knew he was going to say to me, of course, yet your question is answered with yes. Not if you're missing the last element. It's not even right. It's, it's seemingly insignificant. Yeah, I and would yet, say. Yeah, because you don't know what it is. Do you know what it is? Come on. You I know what it is. Clue. You know what it is. And that is not only exercising my body. It's stretching my brain or exercising my brain. Oh, I just got this image stretching your brain of like silly putty and pulling it apart. <laughs> that would be funny. It might be a little gooey. It might be a little gooey. So taking my brain and allowing it to expand. Because mm. once you stretch your brain, it actually never goes back to its original size. So as you create, well, the physical size it does, but not the mental capacity. So the piece that I was missing in my four mm -hmm. was the doing a new thing, like learning a new skill. Exercise. Exercising, exercising the brain. your brain. Right, because I already had exercise on the list. I know I did. Yeah, but that wasn't about your brain. That was about your body. Right. And also important. Because they're the all healthier, little things, Because right? your brain and body and soul are kind of, they're all connected. And so if you have a healthy body, it's able to send the nutrients, the chemicals, the, the sugars, all the right things to your brain in the right balance so that your brain is functioning in a proper way. But even still, if you never learned anything new, ever. Then I wouldn't have a wealthy, wealthy, wise brain. No, because it would go into atrophy, just like muscles. Because it is a it is a muscle, Remember when you it? broke your ankle and you yeah. had a cast for... It wasn't really my ankle, it was my leg. Yeah, but they call it the ankle when your oh. leg bones are close to the joint of the ankle. Okay. They call it an ankle Fine. break. Sorry. I had one too. I and know. it's amazing. You stop using it for five weeks, six weeks, and you look down and one leg's a toothpick compared to the other leg. It's atrophied. Muscles shrink when you don't use them. And the brain works similarly. Yes. So yes. Learning, learning a new language can be a good thing or learning a new hobby or learning a new skill. I've been learning how to be more proficient on some software. So I used to love scrapbooking and yet it's not so much the thing anymore. I still make cards once in a while, but <laughs> really it's not the thing anymore. So I've been book online. scrapbook online. And so learning to use Canva in particular and some other softwares, actually it's like been a stretch of the brain, mm -hmm. a stretch to learn the new skill. Yeah. I just learned a new thing today. Dan, our producer taught me something. I was stuck on a thing I couldn't do. And in two minutes, really, he showed me how to do a few things. And it's like, now, not only did it improve the skill of what you're going to see out there, 
improve the appearance of things, it actually stretched my brain. Yeah, it made me smarter. It expanded, expanded my brain. So reading is one of the best mm. things. Uh, you know, I, I usually like to bring my content in by video and it helps. But reading does something different than watching a video. Reading causes the brain to work to comprehend those words, to, you know, maybe you work on your speed of reading. Maybe you want to read faster. Maybe you want stronger comprehension of what you're reading. And also, hopefully what you're reading is not just fluff. It's something that actually improves your brain, your knowledge, your wisdom. Your capacity. And so if you program that in your calendar to read for 15 minutes to a half an hour a day, seemingly insignificant 15 minutes. But over a year, you read many books. You probably read 12 educational books by reading 15 minutes a day. Very cool, right? And then you can even do fun things. It's not like I only had to do the things that were like smart to do where I got wiser by doing it. My brain's health actually got better by doing a thing called a puzzle. Yeah, and like, puzzle. Puzzle, you, you can have a physical puzzle. Mm -hmm. I like those. Yeah. Or you can have a, like a word puzzle, a mm -hmm. math puzzle like Sudoku or, um, you know, crossword puzzles or Even great. like a Yahtzee, like even game playing, game playing where you have strategy. Even our Canasta game is a good thing because you're constantly strategizing on how to do things better. And you can even find creative work. I find in real estate... It actually keeps my brain alive and well and active because there are new situations every day that come up that I've never experienced before. Like just in the last week, a couple of times now, we've actually helped both a buyer and a seller purchase a home. Well, we, we do that all the time, but purchase a home where they were not the highest offers. They weren't the best offers and they took creativity and strategy and stretching what I thought was necessary. And it actually made a difference. So my brain gets better and people do well. Like how mm -hmm. cool is that? Yeah. And the other way to exercise your brain is to do things like dancing or exercise, but make it a little more complex. The mm -hmm. movement, exercising two parts of your body at the same time, oh. you know, can really, really expand the brain. Just just to be able to do two different movements at the same time is sometimes a challenge. It's a big stretch for me. And maybe you're like me and you've had a setback in the capacity of your brain. For me, when I had the cerebral malaria and the meningitis over a decade ago now, when that was over, even my writing had to somewhat had to be relearned. And if a word is one little example of it had two E's, all of a sudden there were three on my page. And I actually had to retrain my brain. And it still happens once in a while. I kind of go, well, what's that? And yet practice by stretching and learning a new thing makes all the difference in our overall mental yes. well-being. And you know, there's this quote, Joseph Addison. He says, reading is to the mind what exercise is to the body. And we're honored to be your advocates on the journey of real estate and life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.